Hey guys, check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode of the podcast, Now That I'm Older. It's a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time with your host, Shane Smith. Woo! Wheeling, dealing, limousine, right, jet flying, son of a gun! And Ken Baldwin. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. We talk about things that happened to us when we were younger. We talk about some random news stories, and we basically just sit around and shoot the shit. So check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode. Thanks a lot. This was the powerful Nerdcast, but actually it was me, Dio, Conal Dioda. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the powerful Nerdcast. I am Corey, and joined with me, as always, is Christian. Hello, internet. We have so many things to talk about. The world of nerdum is busy. We to ha- say the frigging least. We got like Spider-Man Homecoming. We got all this new anime coming out. We got the Transformers trailer to talk about or shit on. I don't know. How, whichever direction you lean in. I'm going to go for the latter. There's no one that's just like, they're all right. <laughs> you're, you're pretty decided on that. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer, which came out, mm-hmm. and Rogue One. Not to mention just an assload of anime is coming in 2017. I mean, that could be a whole podcast. Later to be honest. It really could. Uh, But let's go ahead and open with the movie trailers, just because there's been so many lately. And let's start on a positive note. Let's start on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So before we even go into this trailer, like, what are your thoughts? I know we've talked about it before, like, your stance on Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, well, first of all, it has, it's one of the most fun superhero movies, because they're not super serious, and the serious characters are almost so juxtaposed the uh, goofy characters that they seem goofy. You know, Mm -hmm. like, they almost seem out of place when you're too serious in that universe mm-hmm. the other thing obviously the soundtrack is amazing in guardian of the galaxy 2 and it's a well thought soundtrack like it's they're not just like you know what let's just try to pull from like a pantheon of really popular songs a la suicide squad where they don't make any goddamn sense as to why they're placed in the movie whatsoever there, there was real thought put into it so much so that it adds so much character to the movie to the point where i'd say the music is its very own character in that film Speaking of characters, that's one of the other things they do really well. Ton of characters, yeah. and no one feels like underdeveloped. No one feels out of place, and the bad guys are interesting. And you have Thanos, like right there. It's not like Thanos is like not known, but everyone knows he's going to be the bad guy. Like yeah. in Guardians, Thanos is like right there. I mean, his adopted daughter is one of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. You know, he's what not I'm just relegated to being a post-credit scene. They put him front and center. Yeah, they give him some cool dialogue, which I, I still love that line where he's intimidating Ro- uh, I think what is it Ronan the Accuser yes and he's like I will bathe the starways in your blood like that's just fucking metal man that's a very intense way to say he's uh, probably not gonna survive to next week you know? <laughs> damn that's, right it's a very intense way to um, say that but like what, what was your like knowledge of the Guardians before even seeing that movie? non-existent like, non-existent I'd say that's the case for a lot of people yes um, even I was like who the fuck are these guys like I'd seen Rocket Raccoon a couple of times mostly because he made a few cameo appearances in some of the comics that I've looked at but mostly because he was a playable character a lot of people forget about this Rocket Raccoon is playable in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 
Oh, he was. was. Yeah, which was such a strange choice, but, you know, that's what they love to do with those games. Speaking of which, they just announced the next game in the series, by the way. Um, but that's beside the point. I don't but even know if we have time to talk about it. We that. do not have time, and there's not enough to even really say. It's just, it's it's a teaser at best. Um, but yeah, Rocket was in that game, and that was sort of like my first real introduction to who he was, and they only included him and no other members of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then they started to make this brand new movie, and it just, it, I don't think anybody knew what to expect from it, because one... They're so, you know, they're only really well known to the hardcore Marvel comic book fans. And even the current lineup of the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, this was not the original lineup from the original Guardians series. These guys had only been around as a group for just a couple of years before they even decided to do this movie. And I'd say it was kind of a gamble to do that. But I'll be damned if it didn't work, because even after all these Marvel movies and all the, the big post-credit scenes and then the connections between all of them and just seeing the classic characters, the Guardians have obviously been the best. I mean, they're the most refreshing, it's the most interesting concept, the fact that it's not set on Earth alone already makes it interesting, and arguably is what I think makes it the best out of all of them. It It is connected to the other Marvel movies, but they stand alone a lot more. That's grounded in reality, but at the same time, like fantasy you know space travel fantasy yeah. like and it works it really does and the other thing is chris pratt being the lead guy yeah. is like he's the best of everything he's almost like uh tony stark and captain america together you know like yeah. he's got the he's the, just he's i'd say he's more i wouldn't say he's book smart he's definitely a little more on the street street smart side of things yes. i mean he's not like your typical hero at all though which is why it was good to get chris pratt which what was Chris Pratt in? Wasn't he on a TV Parks show? Parks and Rec. That was it. He did his... I call Parks and Rec Office 2. Like, yeah. it has the very same style of humor. I have a feeling it was made by the same people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it uh, it's good. Parks and Rec is good. But mm-hmm. damn it, The Office is better. If you feel differently, please leave a comment down in the section below uh, on YouTube. Well, I know you're obsessed with uh, the, the Office. The Office just hits me in the feels, man. I grew up on The Office. Mm-hmm. You know, like... I have watched The Office just I've rewatched all the seasons like twice and I don't rewatch wow. things very often. I really I don't, don't. I'm just a super casual fan like I don't even like go out of my way to watch it if it's no. on. No. <laughs> no. Like if it's on and it looks okay I might watch it for a couple seconds but I can't ever recall a moment where I've just like from beginning to end watched an episode of The Office. That's what she said. Yeah, we go. Yeah. So Anywho, anyway, going back to Guardians, so Chris Pratt is awesome as the lead, but you could easily make the argument that he's not even the lead. It just the story starts with him, mm-hmm. and his group is really the main character. Yeah, and I like it that way, mm-hmm. and that's hard to fucking pull off. Yeah, and I mean, the first movie was basically just establishing those characters, who they are, where they're from, and uh, hopefully the second movie is going to expand on it greatly. It is worth mentioning that this teaser doesn't really give anything away. Not story-wise. It's it's basically just like, hey, here are your favorite characters again, and they're fucking crazy. So, uh, let's just take a look at the trailer for a second. Okay, I need to pull it out. What was your favorite thing from the trailer? Like, Or do you have like a favorite member of the Guardians group? I don't. It's hard to that in that in many ways that's probably a better answer. That shows how interesting they all are in their own way, and I'm kind of with you on that one. Like I can't decide; they're all so interesting like, in their own way. Don't get me wrong, Groot's great. Yeah, you know he's funny. He's a good, simple, good guy character. Yeah, but he's complimented so well by Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, who just wants to blow everything up. And, and- Rocket Raccoon's interactions with Star Lord are great. Yep. And Star-Lord's interactions are amazing with freaking Gamora. And let's face it, at the end of the day, Drax the Destroyer is probably, to me, the funniest member of the group. Yeah. And unintentionally so. He's almost like, I guess because his species is different, I've heard him compared with like uh, 
a person with um like Asperger's that just doesn't understand social cues. <laughs> but obviously, I'm not trying to say as Asperger's because he's not a human. Yeah. You know, he's just his species doesn't understand uh, sarcasm. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of funny. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not it. This is no, you want to go to that one right there with little baby Groot? Baby Groot? Of course they yeah. made that the thumbnail. Uh, <laughs> they they know how to market the whole the Groot thing. Groot Groot became such a huge character after the first movie. Yeah, I have a feeling that they're going to uh, uh, keep Groot small for ninety percent of the movie, but I yeah. bet he does grow at the end. Probably at the end, he's going to become normal Groot again. Yeah, Drax the Destroyer is probably my least favorite character though, just because he is uh, in some his character in the way he handles social situations is obviously very funny. But yeah. him being like a warrior and whatnot, just being the strong guy with that's good with knives, yeah. it's kind of boring. Uh, and speaking of boring characters, I also think the uh, assassin is also kind of boring. Uh, Gamora. Uh, Gamora. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what do you got against green people, Christian? I don't. <laughs> Once you go green, you never go back. I don't know. I admit, I, I wasn't a very big fan of Gamora originally, but uh, after watching the the first movie a couple times, I really was. I love the whole group. Just for, I mean, each. I love the group, but I could find flaws flaws with like individual characters, yeah. you know. So, uh, but yeah, Gamora's cool. You know, it, she's, it, she's fighting against a giant hand tie. I love this scene <laughs> where, yeah. where Drax is like, he, I think he's been swallowed by some sort of like giant space monster. Yeah. So. And he's just like stabbing continuously. Like, and he looks like he's really enjoying himself. Yeah. He's just like, I'm going to fight my way out. <laughs> and of course, the uh, hilarious scene at the end uh, where uh, Star-Lord gets called out because the uh, Asian tentacle monster decides to uh, tell him that he's in love with uh Gamora, or is it Gamora? <laughs> you just combined like three parts of the trailer. No, I did one. not. She has the tentacles. Asian tentacle monster. She has tentacles. Actually, uh, she's an important character from the comics as well. Her name is uh, Mantis. Mantis. Yeah, she's a. Uh, <laughs> this was probably my favorite part of the trailer, mostly for Drax's reaction to it. Where it's just like he just he has this like super Lloyd's loud, stupid, boisterous laugh. He's just like, "You just gave away your darkest secret." <laughs> and just his reaction is so perfect. And I love how he's like, "Do me next," you know. <laughs> you should be so embarrassed. He's just he, he's so blunt about things that it's just you kind of have to just take it for what it is, which is uh, fine because that's yeah. what his character is. Again, I think his personality is. Mm-hmm. hugely more interesting than his actual character of just being the warrior that wants to run around and stab people yeah. you know I think his, his personality is actually very I just my favorite line is when he's, he's he's on his knees and like screaming into the sky he's like screw you spaceship <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious mm. but uh, the trailer like it gives away like nothing but it's still like this is I think a great example of a really good trailer um, basically, it's just a reintroduction to the characters where they are now, and clearly they're in some sort of big conflict. I mean, the opening of the trailer, like when they're fighting against that monster, like my theory is like that's probably the beginning of the movie. Like, oh, like here's here's catching up with them now. Yeah, it's just like fuck it, let's just watch them like beat the shit out of like a giant alien monster or something, and just reestablish uh, who the characters are, what their powers are, and you know, just watch them go buck wild for a little bit. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be a great boom, Guardians then, of the Galaxy Volume Two, and then cut to Thanos and keep it moving. You know, yeah. I don't even. I don't even think Thanos is gonna. Be, I mean, if he is gonna be in the movie, it's gonna be like the last one where he just has a small speaking role. Yeah, because we're not. We got to get through Thor Ragnarok yeah. before we get to uh, uh, Infinity Wars coming mm-hmm. hardcore, which we're getting there little by little. We are. Have they getting started there. filming Thor Ragnarok yet? I don't even know that. I bet I can do uh, it. I'm not out. sure yet. I mean, I'm sure they're getting on it. They have to be at this point, especially because I mean they are making headway on this Spider-Man movie. Like, I mean, he just appeared recently in the Captain America movie, but I mean that kid 
must have just been filming this movie for so long, not to mention I'm sure he's going to be appearing in the uh, Infinity War films. Oh, yeah, of course. By the time they get to Infinity Wars, uh, everyone's going to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited that we get a Thor uh, a Thor Hulk movie. You know, I think yeah, that's going to be, be well, the coolest thing. If anything, I think that was probably the smartest decision they could have made because, you know, Thor is awesome, but I think of all the Marvel characters, I think those movies are the least successful. Uh, not so much due to the actors or anything. It's just, I don't know. I just don't think Thor is, you know, latched on to people as much as they want it to. And if anything, we'll get to see Thor in a fucking helmet for once. Yep. And, uh, it looks like the Hulk is going to wear this like Roman-esque, you know, like the large, uh, mohawk feather. Oh yeah. Thing, Hell yeah. Know? Like a big Spartan helmet. Uh, he looks very much like uh world war Hulk. Yeah, I think that's maybe that's what they're going for. Like it's they're not drawing that story. Allusions. Yeah, it's not but, the same story, but, but they're yeah. drawing allusions to it at least. Which that would be a cool movie. I mean, there's no doubt it would be awesome to just have a movie where Hulk is in space on this like warrior planet and in gladiatorial combat. So that would be really awesome. I'd love that. But yeah, I love the look of Hulk in the movie. Yeah, it's going to be good. We didn't even mean to talk about Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. but it looks good, and I am excited about. It. I mean, mm-hmm. they even have like trailers. They even have like uh, a poster out. Mm-hmm. No. No, Majordan. How do you say his hammer? Uh, oh, name? that's his hammer, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah. Mjolnir. I cannot say that word. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's going to be interesting. Ragnarok's going to be great, but I feel like Ragnarok is the big transition into Infinity Wars. I may be wrong about that. I know I saw a diagram that explained how they were going to get there. <laughs> when you got to get a fucking diagram to explain this shit, maybe that's a problem. Me- not, we, haven't even, all good I mean, we haven't even seen uh, Doctor Strange yet. No, I, I'm probably going to wait till that one... Uh, comes out on on mm-hmm. do you say dvd I, anymore because no one buys those i buy, comes out on I buy Netflix. Anime dvds oh yeah well that's different that's a niche thing and i occasionally it. buy blu-ray yeah but you could just i'm, I'm not gonna lie Corey. i know you like physical things but now that i own this Chappelle show on amazon like i i use my um now that i have i have amazon prime yeah and i went and uh there's a lot of great movies apocalypse now is free on amazon that's oh, the man. only place i found it online and i watched half of apocalypse now last night which is a slow fucking movie yeah it is. i was not i fell asleep halfway through and paused it and i said i'll watch the rest of this <laughs> was later. it was it called apocalypse now redux no it was not the one with 49 minutes extra added <laughs> okay I, I made a choice up front not to watch that one because okay. i was like i can't and also the war movies nowadays are so intense that that movie was probably really shocking back in the day, you know, like mm-hmm. when they pull over the uh, fishing boat full of people and then they end up shooting all of them and then mm-hmm. they realize they were just freaking out because they had a puppy and they didn't want the soldiers to see it. Yeah. Like I was like, eh, that's in every war movie now. Like yeah. I, I'm kind of like so desensitized, like the, the theater of war, you know, that these people are seeing and absorbing, you know, is like not that shocking to me anymore, mm-hmm. you know, in film. But I'm sure at the time, Apocalypse Now was like a powerful movie, you know. I people... still think it is a pretty powerful film. I haven't got to the second half yet, so I can't yeah, really the, talk. Yeah, uh, it, it's the ending and everything's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm excited about Especially it. Especially when she gets to get more scenes with Marlon Brando and everything. He's just this illusion. He's like a shadow, you know, in the beginning of the film when mm-hmm. they're just building him up and there's the quotes and the 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 classified paperwork. What's his name is reading through the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, what's that actor's name that's looking for him? I forgot. Oh, shit. I'd have to look that up. Definitely Watner. Is it that guy? It's not that guy. Um, here, let me... Look this shit up. Apocalypse Now. Okay, if you guys don't know what Apocalypse Now is, it's a, it's a, it's a story about a guy. In, it takes place in Vietnam and the Vietnam conflict, and a guy who's suffering from heavy PTSD, who's like a spy for the CIA, gets sent in to kill a general that went AWOL 
and uh, decided to like kill some Vietnamese, some South Vietnamese that were on our side that he thought were double agents. And he was probably right because they were double agents, but everyone's pissed that he's just doing whatever he wants. So they sent a guy in to kill him and he has to like go find him. Yeah. And it's intense. You know, this war, war movie, it's, there's dudes dead everywhere. Guys are laughing while they're shooting people because they're so desensitized. This is dark shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, was it Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen. Yeah. yeah. Is he, he's, not, he's not Raymond. No. Wait, 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 wait. It's Raymond. Yeah. Oh, no, who is? I gotta look this up. I on know. IMDb. I haven't looked. At I'm it sorry, guys. I I know we're while. googling while we're doing this, but but I'm I'm just looking at the cast and remembering. God, there were a lot of huge fucking actors in this movie. Dude, uh, Martin Sheen, Marlon Harrison Brando, Ford was in the beginning yeah, of it. Uh, Robert Duvall, um, fucking uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Dennis Hopper, young as shit. Lawrence, yeah, Fishburne. like skinny. Yeah. Like you've never seen yeah, him that skinny. Pre Cowboy Curtis. <laughs> pre Cowboy. <laughs> any any excuse to bring up. Uh, Fucking cowboy Curtis, I will. Uh, Arlie Ermey is a helicopter pilot. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys who just like just, oh Martin Sheen. Yeah. Wow, that yeah. guy was so young in that movie. Yeah, everyone was young in that movie, though. Mm-hmm. You know, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. What was he doing in that movie? I don't even recognize him in that. What was he? Um, was see. he Robert Duvall played Lu- uh, Lieutenant Colonel William Bill Kilgore? Is this him? God, I can't tell. These it guys might are... be that. Yeah, that that was that was. Uh... Wow, everyone's so skinny. Yeah, that's no one Duvall. has double chins or anything like I recognize them now for. Yeah, I think you know Duvall had just finished working on uh, Godfather One and Two. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, Apocalypse Now is like film Robert history. Robert Duvall's still kicking, man. That dude's a classic fucking actor. Yeah, he ain't quitting. Mm. So, you know, th- this is just a, a good movie. Long, though. Yeah. Old movies don't give a fuck about modern attention spans. No, well, that's because they didn't have to worry about that shit back in the day. Everybody like, now has to look at their phone every five seconds. and Yeah, like, when you go and watch the movie back then, that was like... You had four fucking channels at your house, and then you go in to go see that movie, and you were mm-hmm. excited, and that's yeah. all you did is pay attention to that movie. That's why a lot of you know younger generation people like they just they don't like watching older movies, and they and they especially don't like watching black and white movies. You think Guardians of the Galaxy is going to go more than five seconds without a joke or an action scene? Fuck no, no. Every two seconds, Rocket and Groot's going to be saying something. Then you got Star Lord who's making a joke. I mean. Those movies, though, I mean, the, but the beauty of Guardians, though, it I don't think it would work in that way anyway, but just because there's so much shit always going on in the background and all types of stuff. Like, every time I watch Guardians, I notice something I've never seen before. Yeah, that's good. true. But, like, if I watch, like, an old black and white movie, it's it, to me, it's just always the same thing. That makes sense. Give or take. I mean, it, it depends. There are some black and white movies which I think are pretty damn intense. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree. Yeah, a lot of older movies, uh, they, they didn't have to pander too much. They just they, they told their story at their own damn pace. That's Absolutely. why a lot of people have problems getting through. Uh, like you said, you, you fell asleep during Apocalypse Now. There's some people who say watching The Godfather is really tough. I bet it is. And I don't mean it because it's a bad movie. Yeah. But if you aren't like awake yeah. and ready for it, yeah. you can't glance at these old movies. <laughs> like You have to sit there and get into it. You know. I mean, the first 40 minutes of The Godfather is in one location. It's at a wedding. It just goes on and on and on. But it, it sets up all the characters, though. You get to know all of them within that span of time and know where they are, where they're coming, and probably where they're going to be going by the end of the film, which, I don't know, have you seen Godfather yet? No, still, I've never seen it. Whew, you need to see it. It's good. Watch the first two. Skip the third. I, I, I really probably just want to watch the first one. And be the second one's better. Really? Yeah, but they're yeah. very different. Like the 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 first movie is is about the modern family. The second movie is a sequel, but it also half of the movie is a prequel. 
as well, all about uh, Don Corleone uh, Younger, who's played by Robert De Niro in the second one. And they're both very fucking good. Just they're so different in their own way. Brando, I just don't know his body of work. I just know of him. You know, like, I need to watch more of his stuff. Marlon Brando, fucking uh, Stanley Kowalski. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Streetcar Named Desire. Stella! No idea what you're re- referencing. but I You're not a fan of uh, Tennessee Williams? Nope. Don't know it. No? Playwright? Nope. You've never heard or read Streetcar Named Desire? Nope. You never did that in school? Nope. Wow. Okay, well. I'm uneducated. I'm uncultured. Wow, okay. okay. Well, um, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll check it yeah. out. Marlon Brando. Talk about old school baller. Like, yeah. that dude probably had so much money. I heard he had an island. I heard he was also really hard to work with. Yeah, like because he's like the original like Hollywood whatever. I'm gonna do whatever I want. I'm not even gonna learn my lines. Just hold up cue cards next to the camera. And where the fuck is my cheese Danish? <laughs> that was supposed to be a cheese Danish right here. Yeah. And, and he walks off set for like two days. Yeah. And you're like, I guess we're done with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a big guy. You're not going to see people like that in fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. No, you're Which, not. again, in the sequel, like, they, they pretty much just show the uh, the main cast for the most part. Like, I couldn't tell you who the villain of the next movie is going to be. or I really couldn't even tell you what the fucking plot's going to be. I know it's going to involve Star-Lord's dad, who I think is going to have some sort of connection to, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze's dead. Um, CGI man. They bring him back. No, it's uh. You remember? Uh, God, I cannot. I'm gonna have to look this shit up now. This is driving me insane. Um, that's why we got the internet, though. We don't. Yeah, have to I know. Guess. We don't have to guess. You guys might not like to be Google shit during the show, but I promise it is gonna make it a better show. It's important. <laughs> okay, Star Lord's dad. Star. Star Lord's dad. I'm pinpointing it as we speak. And oh, it's a uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. There it's we Snake. go. Fucking yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like Escape from New York. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be in it, and it's it's hard to say if you even see him in the trailer. But we're also gonna get to see the return of uh, a few other characters as well. Like that that one that we were talking about. That new character Mantis, played by some woman whose name I don't even think I'm gonna try to pronounce. Palm Clementife. I think I don't. That sounds know. like a made-up name or badly. It does pronounced. sound like yeah. It's it's probably bad. Um, let's see. What's his name from the first one? Uh, Michael Rooker. He's coming back as uh, Yondu. Is that the guy with the mohawk, the golden he, mohawk? Yeah, <laughs> that actor is great. I will tell you. Some <laughs> he's of my... not who I who I would have chosen for Yondu though. But like he's he's definitely putting his own spin on the character. Well, I also have to say I thought he was one of the best parts of The Walking Dead, and when he got killed off, I was very sad. Yeah, you know? like he was one of the best parts. Daryl had to kill him, right? Yep, Daryl had to stab him in the face. Yeah, that and, was pretty brutal. And uh, and then everyone made fun of Daryl's cry face and said it looked like Dawson Creek. <laughs> and I was like, really, guys? Like Dawson Creek. Cry face. <laughs> there it is. Okay. There it is. Wow. Okay, you see that? Now, yeah, that now, image is pretty famous. Now, how do we... I'm going to write Daryl walking dead cry face. <laughs> okay, it kind of does, actually. I'm it, not going to lie. It's pretty darn close. That's why everyone's like... Like, you put that image and you set it up to... I don't want to wait. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> I wonder if that's a mix-up. I'm sure there's. Like oh, there a has to be. There's no way no one they had to have done that. Uh, I'm I'm just surprised people still remember Dawson's Creek was a thing. Oh yeah, dude. That was big back in the day. Yeah, 
It's a sh- I don't see any comparison photos, but I'm sure there. I read an article. Oh, here it is. Oh yeah. I mean, they look similar, man. <laughs> they do look similar. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Norman Reedus when he cries. I don't know. He just Norman Reedus looks Asian when he's crying. That's. I was about to say he looks like a crying Asian woman. <laughs> he looks like a fifty-year-old Asian. woman. I mean, you, you saw the the very first trailer they did for Hideo Kojima's brand new game, Death Stranding, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Norman Reedus in there. He, he's got the same exact face when he's like crying with the baby in his hands. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even intend to do that. It just I know I didn't even intend we, to reference. We've been that saying episode. that so much. Yeah, um, we're referencing yeah. an episode of South Park when yeah. the lice had to save themselves, and he was doing it for the baby. <laughs> we reference things that even our own nerdy audience doesn't know. Mm. Uh, so we were talking about Guardians. We I think were, at but some we, point. we always go off on our own tangents, and somehow yeah. got to Apocalypse now. Um, but did you have a favorite scene from the trailer from Guardians? Um, I have favorite scenes. Obviously, the Baby Groot stuff was good. Mm-hmm. That also uh, made me understand that Baby Groot's going to be useful because I was concerned that mm-hmm. that character was just going to be uh, a cute thing, you know, running around in mm-hmm. the background. Oh, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be selling some merch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, obviously the ending where mm-hmm. Star Lord gets embarrassed. So that's definitely my favorite part is watching uh, Drax, Dave Bautista, just give just the reaction he gives i don't know what it is it comes across as like really cheesy and almost like bad like in terms of the acting but that's what i like about it well that's also that character yeah know? that's the thing like he's so blunt like yeah. in this like weird way and it just i don't know i just found that really damn funny i also remember i keep bringing it back to uh like uh autism and Asperger's but like I remember that community was really enthralled by that character because they're like oh they're giving someone that doesn't understand social cues like a spotlight and you know a lot of people were really happy about that that's strange I know it's like (laughs) I guess he's a he's a real visionary for that community I suppose (laughs) I just thought that was interesting I was looking through the uh, the cast again in this movie fucking uh, Sylvester Stallone's gonna be in this He's going to be... Uh, it says he's he's been cast as a Nova Corps member. That's exactly what I thought he was going to do. Yeah. Him which, and Brule are going to rule. Which kind of makes sense. The, the Nova Corps guys, they kind of look like Judge Dredd. Yeah. A bit. <laughs> I am the law. I am the law! <laughs> I am the Nova Corps. God, that terrible first Judge Dredd movie. Oh, my God. Did you ever see the new Dredd? I liked it. I actually liked it, too. It was pretty badass. It was probably better than the original. It was a hundred times better than the original. I also really love the fact that, unlike a lot of other superhero movies... Like, what came first, Demolition Man or Judge Dredd? Because they felt very uh, Demolition similar. Man. Okay. Definitely. So that's De- what happened. They made Demolition Man. They're Demolition like, Man. And then we'll, we'll try to make Judge Dredd like this, but more serious. And it just didn't work. Every time I th- think of Demolition Man, I just... That's such a time capsule of the 90s. The- Fucking uh, Wesley Snipes. I always think of Wesley Snipes and Taco Bell. Yeah, well, that's what about the three seashells or the three? Se- <laughs> However, the fuck those are supposed to work. Uh, those actors still get questions on the red carpet or during interviews. They're like, yeah. "So, how do you use the three seashells? <laughs> <laughs> how do you wash them off after you use them?" Holy shit! But yeah, uh, the the second Judge Red movie. What I loved about it, like I said, unlike a lot of other superhero movies, dude never takes off his uh, helmet the entire movie. Don't know what he looks like. Never see his face. I don't know what it is about that, but it's great because it's just... It was ballsy, too, because that's that's the thing with a lot of these superhero movies, especially the characters that have masks and shit. They cast these big actors so that you can see the actors a lot of the time. And they're like, the logic is if they have the mask on the entire time, you're not really going to be able to appreciate those actors. Fuck that. I go to a Spider-Man movie to see Spider-Man, not to see 
Tom Holland for an hour and a half. But he's so witty and his hair is so fluffy. Who gives a fuck? I want to see Spider-Man. <laughs> his hair is so you know, fluffy. Like, I want to see Batman. It's like, and, and that was one of my biggest issues with the uh, the first round of uh, Spider-Man films. I with swear Toby, to God. Toby, Toby McGuire? Any opportunity that dude could take to take his mask off, he would do it. Yeah, I mean, the whole Venom fight was him with his mask off. And it's just, ugh. And half the time Venom's on screen, it's just fucking uh, Eric Foreman. Yep. <laughs> Tover Grace, who's who knows what the fuck's happened to his career lately. I bet he's doing stuff. I'm sure, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know if Spider-Man is what completely ruined it. Because um, the only other thing I can remember him being in was that uh, Predator movie. Which, oh, he was in the Predator movie? <laughs> most, most people what? forget that one even happened. There's a Predator movie coming out. Yeah, I or, know. It, it, and an Aliens movie mm-hmm. coming out. Uh, Alien, uh, I forgot. It's act, Oh, it's Alien Covenant. And what's, I think, the weirdest thing about it is that this movie is actually the sequel to Prometheus. Oh, they're calling it Alien? Yeah. Like, it's funny because the whole point of Prometheus was like, we're trying to get away from the mythos of aliens. And then they're like, fuck it. They're like, we're really (laughs) fucked up not doing anything (laughs) with aliens. (laughs) We're going to have to connect it back some way. Um, Predator. Yeah, Shane Black, that guy right there, who was also one of the characters from the first movie. He's also one of the writers. He's working on... uh, he was one of the writers on the original Predator as well, so actor and writer. He's going to be working on the new movie. The biggest Predator yet? I don't know if big is the best way to go with it. What I loved most about the original Predator was the small setting, the fact that they're in this really isolated jungle. Yeah. You know, and just you never knew where the thing was going to be. I mean, the first Predator to me is still just an absolute classic I think from it's, beginning to end. It's the only true Predator movie to me. I know there are other ones, yeah. and I know they did that other one where there were two different races of Predators that were fighting that, for That dominance. was the one with uh, uh, to- Topher Grace? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the one he was in? Yeah, he was technically, uh, I guess you could call him a villain. I mean, he didn't really reveal his motives until like the last literal three minutes of the movie, because um, he's like a serial killer that they brought. Okay, so they're talking about getting Arnold in the new Predator movie, but Arnold's, you know, I guess he's kind of past his prime, in my opinion, but they can uh, always make him look cool if they give him... I don't see the reason to bring Arnold back in. I think it's just too little too late on that front. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, it's just it's just going to be hard to really capture what made the first Predator so good anyway. I mean, it's just... it. it like you said, it's almost been impossible to really ever do it again. They can't do it, because his point is, it's not mm-hmm. about Predator running around a city... And killing people, no. even though the beginning to Predator Two was real cool. I'll say this: Predator Two's premise is is I like the idea of it because the first movie's in a jungle where there's only a few people and you're out in the middle of nowhere. And then but you that's got also this, why it works. Yeah, that's you know you got this thing that's hunting you down in the forest. Yeah, but then the city setting, it's like it is interesting because it is like it's an urban jungle. It's something completely different, but it also just I don't know. It's hard to say because the Predator himself is not an indiscriminate killing machine. It's not just like a serial killer in a slasher movie. It's like, oh, there's a person. I'm going to kill it. it. It does actually hunt people, and it has a reason for hunting people. It wants like a challenge. Yeah, like there's an oper- there's a point in the film where it's like it's about to kill this woman. It realizes she's pregnant, and then it lets her go. Because it also and the uh, in the original Predator, it was gonna it was looking at that chick, and then yeah. Arnold said, "Don't pick up that gun because then it won't kill you because it only wants a challenge." Exactly, like they have like this weird code or something, which is really the coolest thing about those movies. Yeah, they're they're really intelligent creatures. They're just they're on the hunt, and they'll only do it if it's something that will test their abilities. And the second movie had the opportunity to do that. Um, I, I still have a soft spot for the second movie because I mean, fucking Gary Busey and. Uh, 
<laughs> What's that thing you always scream? Woo, butt nut or something? Or <laughs> you're talking. Hey, let me look up this movie real quick. It's uh, <laughs> I'm your a... worst nightmare, butthorn. <laughs> Corey has a soft it's spot. McBain, yeah. McBain. <laughs> Let me see if I can find this movie. It's a, it's a movie that I didn't discover for years with uh, Gary Busey, uh, who is playing basically this like secret agent. Uh, let me see if I can find it. You can literally type in butthorn, and it'll probably come up. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. You uh, type in butthorn, it's the first video you find. Butthorn. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> all right okay. the, the name of the movie is bulletproof uh, and it came out in the 80s what i love about the scene too is that you also get a young uh danny trejo okay yeah because he's the one who discovers them in the rafters <laughs> it's like they're like look we're going for a pg movie so you can't swear he's like what about if i call him a butthorn we're like let's go with it the, the funny thing is the movie is an r-rated film it's yeah. just <laughs> I'm your worst nightmare, motherfucker. Yeah. Like I'm your worst nightmare. You got Gary Busey just hanging out in the rafters like a goddamn gargoyle. <laughs> and he's, he's wearing a blazer, and he just he, I don't know why he's up there. It's just it's it's hilarious. The movie also you need to see it. It's bad, but it's so bad it's it's pretty good. Uh, my yeah. favorite thing I've recently like thought was funny is uh, Corey. Both of us have been watching Narcos, and I love that Pablo Escobar's favorite outfit is like the dad sweater. Like that's like he's yeah. <laughs> like a badass in a dad sweater mm-hmm. the whole time, or and it, he, he he if you ask me he seems to get fatter throughout the series too. It's like the fat suit they put him in is like kind of bad. You can see it through the sweater. It's, it's to show uh, I think like how opulent his life has become. Yeah, like he yeah because he has so much excess. Yeah, you know, and it's and, just like fuck it, you know. Yeah, I'm just getting he can fat. Do what he wants. He's like I'm gonna get a dad bod or a dad sweater and run this shit. <laughs> <laughs> And no one says shit about it, you know? Uh, yeah, so uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Butthorn or something? <laughs> we were talking about a million fucking things. All right. Okay. Predator and Alien movie. Very excited about those two coming mm, out. And yeah, the Alien... But there's nothing we know about them yet. No. No. They say Arnold's in talks, but whatever. You yeah. Know? I don't think it's going to happen, though. Don't care. No. Um, we uh we talked about well we haven't talked about spider-man homecoming yet no we haven't um which we are jumping the gun a little bit on this early there's supposed to be a brand new teaser coming out for spider-man homecoming tomorrow but they've already released some uh promotional teasers for it because that's just the way they fucking do things now they release a teaser the day before the trailer comes out um but it is cool because we got our very first shot from the movie and it's basically just tom holland peter parker getting a brand new suit from tony stark delivered to him uh from harry hogan tom holland directed the first iron man movie wait what isn't that the guy that walks in and says, "Hey, um, I got you a new suit"? Oh, that's no, that's John Favreau. Oh, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he he directs. He's playing, uh, I believe, Happy Hogan or whatever his name is. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's like the personal assistant of Tony Stark. Yeah, he directed the first Iron Man, and uh, we get to see. Uh, I'm guessing this is just an upgraded suit from the one that we saw in Avengers because it has the uh, the webbing, which is uh, going down from the arms, kind of like uh, you know the flying wings. Yes. Or like the wingsuits, and uh, it's it's not the first time that Spider Man has actually had those before. It's actually a reference to the original Spider Man comics, uh, which were uh, or known as the Ditko wings. Steve Ditko, he was the guy who uh, drew them. If you could look up like Spider Man issue number one, um, I don't even know if it's issue one, but uh, you'll see the uh, image. It's pretty iconic. It's just Spider Man swinging dead center. Um, let's go to images. Let's see if we can find one. 
There it is. Oh, Amazing there. Fantasy, number one. Um, the Chameleon Strikes. Well, that's actually, yeah, that's the first issue of The Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. But you see that one at the very top? Uh, the second one? This one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I almost that, didn't see like, those. That's like the most iconic cover for Spider-Man ever, and he definitely has like the weird web wing things, which... You know, sometimes like they appear... You just glide with them, though. Yeah, they don't actually... Yeah. Like, he has no rocket boosters mm-hmm. or anything. Which, honestly, I think does make sense. You know, it, it'll, it allows him to fly around the city a little bit more. I also like that they're using it because it'll make this Spider-Man seem a little more distinctive from the other two. Because, I mean, we're already moving on to our third Spider-Man. It still blows my mind that we're doing that. Yeah. And uh, that cover right there, the the classic one, that's been recreated so many times in the comics. Like, I uh, hope we also get the newest Spider-Man, or the Spider-Man that gets the uh, tiny arms, uh, like the little Doc Ock type version that Tony Stark makes. What's that called? Spider-Man with arms. Wait, Spider-Man with arms? With arms... You fine. mean six arm Spider Man? No, 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 not that one. I know what you're talking about. This is a version two, but that's not the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like, um, man, I'm searching the wrong thing. Wait, are you talking about the Iron Man? Yeah, Spider, the I- spider suit. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, the fact that he has such a close yeah, you want that that suit right there. Yeah, I want that suit, the golden suit. Seldom used in the comics, but still pretty awesome looking. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't show up. My guess is if they do decide to do something like that, they're going to save it for Infinity War. Because they're going to be like, look, we need your help, but we also need to give you a little extra firepower. Mr. Stark has created this brand new Iron Spider-Man suit for you. Oh, yeah, this is it. And boom, there it is. Iron Spider armor. Yeah. It's cool looking, though. To me, that's like the coolest version of Spider-Man, in my opinion. I'm going to go with the classic uh, black suit. The black suit? The black suit. Is that like... Like, actually hit back, where we're just looking at the old uh, comic covers. Okay. And uh, we were talking about how I was saying they uh, recreated it, go down a little bit. I think I saw it right there. You just hovered over it. Go this up. one? No, up, up. Right oh, there. that? I thought that was yeah. a Venom suit. No. Uh, well, it is the Venom suit, but it's like, it's just, the. it was the second costume that I ever used in the comics. And I don't know, it's just, it's simple, but damn, it's still awesome looking to me. I love the black Spider-Man suit. Well... You're wrong, but you're allowed to have your opinion. You know? And and I'm glad that we're getting a new Spider-Man because there is a potential we could finally see a new Venom, which I think would be really awesome. And what better way to introduce Venom into the MCU than with all these brand new movies that take place in space? We could fucking see the, the Venom symbiote in space. My, my personal theory has always been in the Infinity War movies when they end up going to space or if Thanos goes to Earth or whatever, uh, you know, some of the heroes are going to have to go up and Spider-Man's going to go into space, and he's going to discover the symbiote suit, and it's going to attach itself to him, and that's where he'll get the black suit. Then he'll go back down to Earth. The next movie with Spider-Man will involve him succumbing to the darkness of the suit, and maybe we'll finally get to see another origin of Venom. And if they're smart, they'll be like, fuck it, we're throwing Carnage in too. Because Carnage needs to go in. I think Venom is complimented by Carnage. Yeah, and a lot of people say that Venom and Carnage are overrated relics of the 90s, but damn it, they are awesome. Their design is just cool. They're just awesome looking yeah i completely yeah. agree i always thought this was like one of the stupidest spider-man villains the condor well he oh the vulture the vulture well, he, you better get used to him he's the villain of the first movie god no <sighs> yep he's being played by uh, uh batman himself freaking michael keaton michael keaton yeah michael that- keaton is have you not seen the concept art no of uh he actually looks pretty cool Okay. The only the only problem I have with it, it's like, yeah, it's cool that we're finally getting the Vulture in the Spider Man movies, and when you see his costume and everything, it, it looks okay. Um, let me see. There it is. Where? Uh, right there in the middle, up. 
there. there. Yeah, that's. Oh well, probably... he looks practically like Star Lord in a green suit with wings. He looks that's like different. Star Lord mixed with Falcon. Yeah, which is my only issue because it's like we got our, we already got a character with big mechanical wings and stuff, and he's a hero. And I was kind of hoping they would go with a different villain. Like I was kind of hoping for Mysterio, or maybe even uh, Scorpion. I think would be really cool. You know, just keep the whole bug thing going. But then again, that's kind of the whole point of Spider-Man villains. Like ninety percent of them are like animal based. Uh huh. That's just that's just kind of the thing. Spider-Man, you know, Doctor Octopus, the Scorpion, the, the Rhino. Rhino yeah. You know, they're they're all like animal themed type of uh, villains. That would have been good, John Malkovich. <laughs> a lot of people wanted Malkovich to play the Vulture for some reason. I, I don't. I don't really get it. Yeah, I mean Keaton can do it. Yeah, I mean he was. It's, he was uh, what was that movie he did? Birdman. Yeah, it is ironic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's any intentional reason behind any of that, but uh, it is funny that that is actually going to be a thing. And he used to be Batman, and the movie was about him being an ex superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all kind of falls into place. Yeah. And then he comes back. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think they can make the Vulture awesome. I really do think it's possible. I don't, I've don't. i never really had a problem with the, the villain. He's never been my favorite. But, I mean, still, I think it would be cool. Scorpion. Scorpion, like I said, would be pretty damn awesome. Um, I don't know if they want to go... You know, there's only been so many instances when they do, like, the whole half-man, half-scorpion thing. Most of the time, it's just a suit. Yeah. Which, frankly, I think that's the way it needs to be. Just try to keep things as classic as possible. But, you know, update it oh so slightly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Spider-Man Homecoming, nothing really to know yet. Yeah, just, Looks it, was, good. it was a teaser. You know, next week uh, when we do the show, we'll, we'll talk about the trailer in full. Um, eagerly awaiting the release of that. Tony Stark is involved. It will be cool. Yeah, he might not even be in the movie. He might have a small cameo. It might just be that scene where he gives him the suit. You know, and that's, that's about as far as it's going to go. Uh, now, you want to talk about a shitty trailer. Oh, God. You want to talk about Transformers. Oh, God. Transformers. Transformers, the last fucking night. Will these movies just fucking die already? No, because people like them, Corey, and Who? that's the problem. I don't understand it, though. Like, how? How can they like these movies? I love this one time. Like, let me uh, get through. Is this an ad? Yeah, this is an ad. Yeah, this <laughs> is a... Uh, ugh. <laughs> Entering the gates of hell where there's no Wi-Fi and no shows, a.k.a. grandmas. <laughs> God, what a... Sh- Shitty. Why would you? Shitty why would you be friends with your grandma on social media and then post that? I hate that commercial. Have you seen that full commercial? No, just parts it of it. It is awful. It's like Christmas has been saved by Wi-Fi. Okay. Anywho, that's the last thing you need is to be on your fucking phone when you're at when you're with your family. You only Seriously? see once a year. Fucking dicks. I know. <laughs> okay. Look, we got Anthony Hopkins though doing voiceover. I, what the fuck? Anthony Hopkins doing in this? He's in between Westworld, okay? He's like, I gotta do something with technology. I don't know. Maybe he's just getting old. Listen to this. There's this line here that is such an Anthony Hopkins line. Listen to this. It has been said through the ages. Through the ages. For some reason, I was like, they wrote that line for Anthony Hopkins to say. Without sacrifice. You know what I'm sick of in the Transformers movies? How the Transformers have had, like, a hand in all of human history. You know what I'm sick of? Humans. Explosions happening near people. Look how many explosions there are. There's an explosion in modern times, Nazi Germany. uh, The Vikings, or whatever that was. I mean, there are three massive explosions within the first, less than 30 seconds into the first trailer. We got uh, the cast of Stranger Things. (laughs) (laughs) These kids. (laughs) Discovering the Autobots. I'll tell you this much. I don't give a fuck about these humans anymore, man. Does does Bumblebee have dreads? Is that even Bumblebee in the first place? Who knows? We're going to give you a play-by-play. Okay, so they go underwater or space. I can't tell. A lot of people have said that this is Unicron. Okay, so it might be space. a giant 
like planet-sized robot that eats did, other robots. Did he? Uh, did Optimus get kicked off the planet at the end I of the mean, last? That's movie? the thing. I couldn't tell you. I didn't. I haven't watched. Me either. The last Help couple. us out, guys. Comments below. I'm not looking it up. But uh, I've I've seen people talking about this trailer. Um, people are saying that Unicron, if that is Unicron, is going to bring Optimus back to life and make him his bitch. Which that's not how things went back in the old day. It was Megatron. But they're, they're, they've clearly made a lot of changes to this shit. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Hey, it's me, Mark Wahlberg. You guys want to see a new Transformers? There's a Mark Wahlberg line that just sounds fakely, you know, Mark Wahlberg-esque. That's right, Mark Wahlberg. It's Unicron. <laughs> Everyone look randomly into the sky at this CG bullshit. <laughs> look at that shit. We got Metal Gear. Metal Gears, yeah. Oh, little girl that's badass. Oh my god, don't care about the human characters at all! Explosions everywhere! God, seriously. It's just, it's got every... I love this line. We're not giving up, okay? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, this might be one of the most stock trailers. Like Screaming with seen. water. Look wow. how many fucking explosions there are! <sighs> Can't they just reboot this shit already? Look at this shit. He just fucking Optimus Prime just power bombed fucking Bumblebee. God, I wish I could care. Let's just think about this, okay? You know, tell your mother I said, "Hey." God, I really. <laughs> There's like nothing in this trailer except slow motion shots of people screaming, explosions, and robots. Yep. And here, and we're complaining. People are complaining, and it's still going to make tons of fucking money. Why does it have so many upvotes? What the fuck is going on here? I don't know, man. I okay, just, let's see. I, I think I this don't. is help. And it's a shame, too, because, like, years ago, like, when they first started this franchise, there was so much hope for it. Like, I remember when we walked out of the theater seeing the first Transformers, and we were like, that was really good. Because it was new. It was new, and we're like, they could. There, there is so much potential for the rest of this. We just didn't expect that it was going to turn into the Shia LaBeouf show for two more movies, and then they were just going to abandon it and just trim the fat and give us all the bullshit no one cares about. But just... Oh, the human characters in these movies, man, they drive me up the damn wall. They're so unrealistic, and they're just boring, and no one gives a fuck about them. And, and to make matters worse, this shit ain't going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, this is just this is just the main sequel. There's going to be a Bumblebee movie. <laughs> like, ugh. There's a woman that looks like, uh, what's her name, Jessica Fox? Uh, Megan Fox. Megan Fox, yeah. but is not Megan Fox. Yep. But she looks like Megan yeah, Fox. Yeah, they just they, they have to have their, their fucking hot chick of the movie. That's how they do things. Yeah. And I don't know. It doesn't seem like the CG has evolved much. You see how uh, uh, Prime has purple eyes? Yeah, because he's all evil. Yeah, okay. But here, if you look here, where is it? Look, I love how he has water when he spins in slow motion because yeah. the water has to come off his face to make it more dramatic. <laughs> Here he has blue eyes, so he does. He's uh, good at some point. He's, he's probably going to be. This is probably the scene where he goes back to being normal Optimus Prime. Yep. Okay. Yeah. The eyes, they're the windows to the robot soul. I guess. Okay. Let's just be done with this. I'm done talking about. Transformers. I'm done talking about Transformers. Just uh, close it. Get rid of that bullshit. <laughs> <sighs> I just i've I've lost all sorts of faith in the Transformers franchise. I don't like. I feel like we're beating a dead horse talking about how we much are. we don't like it. Like, I don't think I'm adding anything to that conversation. Yeah, 
just, uh, fuck. Disappointment. Anywho, let, let's move on to the next topic. Something a lot more positive. Uh, 2017, I think, is going to be the most kick-ass year for anime. Just because there's a lot of new stuff coming out. There's a lot of great sequels. Just to name a few, freaking the second season of One Punch Man, Attack on Titan. That literally, gonna, those two make the year for me. Really, like, they do. Like those are going to be nuts. That's great. Right there. Um, then, like, just to top it all off, we have new Berserk coming. There's a new Evangelion movie coming. Um, I, I know. I don't know if you ever watched it, but there's a, a brand new sequel coming out to Code Geass. I never saw Code Geass, but everyone oh, so since good. everyone since I've uh, started following anime has mentioned it. So I know yeah. it's supposed to be good. I mean, if there's ever a series that deserved a sequel, it's that right there. It's it's one of the few shows too. It's like it's a twenty. The first season is like twenty six episodes. It's one of the few that I've watched in a single setting. Think about that for a second. I don't even know how to punch that. It was when uh, I was... Uh, how, how, how long is each episode? Let's was, say 22 minutes? Yeah, roughly. And uh, I was watching it with... Uh, how many episodes? 26, I believe, for the first season. And it was me, my friend Cody, and Ben. And we started at 8 in the morning. And we just watched everyone until, like, midnight. Okay, that's... It's like 572 minutes. Yeah, we, we, we only we only stopped for bathroom breaks, and we already had That's food handy. nine and a half hours, Corey. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Think of but how it was much cool, other though, because... Think of how much more you could have done with your life. I know. <laughs> it was a cool way to spend a Saturday, though. We, we got steadily drunk as the day went on, and uh, Cody, uh, my friend Cody, had never watched it before, and it was his idea to do it, because he, he watched, we watched the first couple, and he's like, I kind of want to keep going. And because uh, it's just it's such an engrossing series, it's a kind of a tactical espionage mecha series uh, with a little bit of drama thrown in. But damn, if it's not just but it's amazing. not about the mechs. No, the mechs are the mechs are there, and the mech suits are great, and the battle scenes are really cool and everything. But it's it really are the characters that make that show. It's just so damn engrossing, and I mean, just the whole point of it is. It takes place in like this futuristic setting where basically the entire world has been subjugated by this force, which is known as the Britannian Empire. Think of them as like the the UK who never lost against the US, just this super giant aristocratic force, and they subjugate all of these different countries. One of them, of course, being Japan because this is an anime series, and uh, one of the sons of the Britannian family. Uh, gets separated from them, and he's basically cast out by his family, and he decides to get revenge against them. Uh, but he just doesn't have the ability to do that, and luckily he gets this mystical power that's been given to him by accident, which is called the power of Gios, where you can basically look at someone directly in the eye, and you can order them to do something, and they have to do it. They just have to do it. They just, no matter what. You can only ask them one uh, one type of question once, though. So, like, the first time he uses it, he gets these, like, group of soldiers to kill themselves. He says, I order you to kill yourselves. And they go, yes, sir! And then they put their guns right against their necks and just kill themselves immediately. So, also, if he wanted to stop them, he couldn't. He, exactly. Well, I don't know if he could order them to uh, be like, I order you not to kill yourself, but... Um, well, I thought he only gets to ask everyone I one I think it is once. only once. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, there, so there is a limit, and it's only once per person... And just, it, it leads to some really great scenes. And you can use that ability in a number of different ways as well. Like, there are ways to kind of abuse it and kind of triangulate it in a way. I don't want to give it away because I honestly think it is worth Like, get hot chicks to do you? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I, you were thinking bigger. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's 
it's fantastic, man. And, and it's just there, there's also a whole other subplot about that character's friend who he grew up with, who's from Japan and everything, and he decides to join the Britannian forces, and he goes up against him directly. So there's tons of drama, there's lots of political intrigue, really great character designs, and just, it's enthralling from beginning to end. And the, the way the first season ends, you'll just be, there are two seasons, you'll be begging to watch the second season. And the second season is just as good, too. And it has a solid conclusion. So I'm really interested to see what the third season is going to be like. But that's just one of the uh, the other many shows. There's also the second season of My Hero Academia, which is going to be starting up, which I loved the first season. A lot of people have begged me to look at the manga version, but whenever I have an opportunity to just watch the anime, I tend to go with that. That's why I've been watching nothing but JoJo and not even looking at the manga yet, because it's just it's pretty clear they're just going to keep adapting it. Yeah, why ruin it? I mean, exactly. like, I can't wait for stuff. Once something ends and someone's mm-hmm. like, you can read this. Like, as soon as I found out The Walking Dead was a comic book, I, like, got current immediately, mm-hmm. you know? Because like, I'm, I'm not going to lie either. Like, I love One Piece and everything, but I loved it a lot more when I didn't know it was going to happen. I agree. You know, like, when I watched the anime and I was just like, holy sh... Like, when I, when I started watching the Dressrosa arc for the first time, I was just amazed by everything going on. And then when I finally caught up, I was like, okay, now we're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. It does it does take away from it. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree from that. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, if, if all the stuff going on right now in the, the One Piece series, like with Sanji and everything, like, that shit would be blowing my mind if I didn't know it was going to happen already. I agree. That would be... That would be much crazier. Okay, what's some like lesser known stuff that's coming out next year that you're kind of interested in? You know, One Punch Man two, Evangelion three point plus one. You know, easy. Yeah, easy, awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, let me. Most think. everything though is going to be a sequel. Okay, that's true. Uh, Full or Metal the good Panic. stuff. Full or the Metal Panic Part Four is something that I'm really looking forward to. It's another Mecha series. Um, I actually do have it on Blu-ray and DVD. It's uh, but there hasn't been a sequel for it in years, and they're finally making a sequel for that one. Uh, which is more than worth checking out. What about well. High School Score Girl? I don't know if I'm going to be checking out that one. Okay. I don't know about that one. I mean, it can't be any worse than Keijo. Is Keijo the boob ass fighting? <laughs> yes, show? it is. You, you're down with the Keijo second Keijo is the best worst anime that I've ever seen, though. Like, it's terrible. Yeah. Like, it's a really bad show, but it's still good at the same time. It is hard to describe. It's kind of like... They took every stereotypical thing about anime and mm-hmm. then combined it, but made it good. Yeah, but I mean, it's still bad, though. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it is bad. Like, it, it's just such a stupid fucking premise. But everything else is done so right, and the animation is surprisingly decent a lot of the time, and the, the action scenes, as fucking crazy as they are, are thrilling. <laughs> I am not going to lie. But, uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's the fan service. I don't know. They're so unabashed about it, too. Like, you know, a lot of other shows can try to hide that shit a little bit. Uh, No, they're just like, here it is, TNA, all up in that grill. How did the camera get to the taint? We don't know. Here it is. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know how to get it in there, so we're just going to do it. Uh, They do things that normal cameras cannot. Oh, God. Yeah. And then I watch that show with my friend Ben, like, every week now, and... We, we we have, like, a little anime night, like, every week where we just get drunk and watch anime, and without a doubt, that's his favorite show every week now. I mean, he gets loud and boisterous when he watches that show. It oh, is hilarious. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is a... All right. I didn't need to look up at the screen when I saw that. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, new anime. It's going to be good. Mm. And the stuff we don't know about that's going to be good is because it's probably new. 
you know, so we got to wait for it to yeah. come out. But I mean, it's it's all going to start trickling out next year, and there's just I I do think it's going to be one of the strongest years. Most of it is sequels, yes, but I mean, all these shows are top notch. I hope that Berserk can sort of rectify everything it did with the first season. I hope they're going to actually take a step back and be like, look, a lot of people didn't like a lot of the CG. We need to pump the brakes a little bit on that and give something a little more traditional. That's not that hard to do. No. Why is that hard to do? I I don't know. I really hope they backpedal a little bit on that because it it wasn't a perfect uh, adaptation, but it was still entertaining, and there were still a lot of scenes that I really liked, but fuck, they need to make some changes if they want to bring people back on board. If anything, we'll get to see the Berserker armor. Uh, That better happen. If that takes till season three, I'll be pissed. Yeah. I mean, they that. have to get through it. There's no way they can't, unless they're just like, I don't because I didn't expect that that first season was only going to be 12 episodes. I thought we were going through a full 26, and I thought they'd be like, oh, no problem. We're definitely going to get to that shit, so we'll get to see here. This could be like their final chance to sort of like tell people, all right, this is your opportunity. If you want this Berserk anime to happen, you guys need to check this shit out. Yeah. So hopefully it works. I was very sad when you were telling me that the fan base thought that show sucked, because I was like... I'm so excited about new Berserk anime. Like, how, how could you? I was blinded by my fanboyness to even get upset about it being bad. I mean, people were pissed off. I believe it. I mean, some of the comments were just people were seething with rage just from what they have done with that. I mean, I'd say 90% of the reviews on YouTube and elsewhere were just like, fuck this animation style. And I mean, I was just trying to be as open minded about it as I can. But I, even I have to admit, there were just some scenes where some characters just look like goddamn Muppets and it looked terrible. I agree. There and were parts just, that look bad. They need to get rid of that shit. Honestly, it would just work fine if it was normally animated. We'll see what's up. Yeah. We'll see what's up. Oh, man. New anime. So much. It's like it ramps up every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought this year was it was okay at best. I didn't mean the quality or the, uh, the, the stuff gets better every year. It's just mm-hmm. the amount of it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there can be an oversaturation of it. And I think this year has had some pretty good stuff, but I don't know. It still left me wanting a little bit more. Corey could always use more anime butt fights. I don't know about that. <laughs> let's, just, let's just get through this first season of KJO already. Oh, you should do a series uh, review. I actually, uh, I'll go ahead and say it. I am planning on doing a KJO video, um, and I am going to call it like KJO is the best worst anime I've ever seen. Um, and I'm going to sort of highlight it, but I want to get through the season first. I want to do like a full comprehensive review of it. Just in case there's like some dark mask butt yeah, fighter. Cause there's just <laughs> dark mask butt fighter. <laughs> I just, I want to get through it. I just want to see what it has to offer. Um, and also just, there's no way I want to talk about this show on a, a weekly basis. I just, I couldn't do it. So Sarah defeated Rebecca with her ass this week, guys. It was great. Sarah, Sarah <laughs> defeated Rebecca. <laughs> And then Rebecca wasn't having any of that shit, and she titty-slapped her, and uh, yeah, and then their team won. You're not too far off. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> no, they actually do have, like, special attacks and shit, like the vacuum butt cannon. Mm, don't. I don't even want to know what it's that smells like. It's fun to say like. that out loud, too, the no. vacuum butt cannon. No, it's not, Corey. Yeah, it is. It's gross. <laughs> I don't get grossed out easy. Okay, guys. So um, we still could talk about Rogue One, or we could wrap it up. You tell me. Um, let's talk about Rogue One for just a second. Okay. Uh, we're about one week away from Star Wars Rogue One, and I'm fucking super pumped up. Um, I'm still trying to determine if I'm going to see it midnight or if I'm just going to see it the next day. Um, because this is a movie that I really want to be awake for and really pumped up for. I'm also 
I don't know as much about Rogue One as I knew about Force Awakens before it came out because I've, I've I haven't been trying to watch too much of the promotional material. Um, I watched a brand new trailer that they had today. It was an international one. And it definitely had a lot of cool shots in it, especially with the stormtroopers. Um, but still, there's so much unknown about what this movie is going to do. And uh, what I think I love most about this one is I think it's got a lot of non-Star Wars fans like really pumped up for it. Because it just looks like a really good movie with a great story. Exactly. It's got no... I mean, it, it has connections to the other Star Wars movies. Like, this is clearly a prequel to the originals. And it's all about, like, getting the plans for the Death Star. But the Death Star is simply just a backdrop for the film. I mean, you know, my friend Ben, he's really jaded about it in some sense. He's like, oh, great, another movie that involves a giant fucking spherical thing that can destroy planets. But the fact of the matter is we're probably not even going to see, I doubt we're even going to see the Death Star even fire its laser in the movie. The only reason I say that is because they're technically testing it out for the very first time in the original Star Wars movie. They make mention of that. So this is more going to be about the construction and the final puzzle pieces that make up the Death Star. And then just trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is this thing? But since it has no, like connection to some of the other characters the jedi the skywalkers none of that shit and it's just a bunch of new characters a lot of people are going to be able to get on board for this and basically just accept it as kind of like this big space opera war movie do you think it's obvious that all these characters die at the end of the movie uh yeah (laughs) the only reason i say that is because you know the Star Wars series loves to use its mythology and reuse its characters a lot, and we see no mention of any of the Rogue One team. Um, honestly, if they maybe really... they could just head off into the space sunset, and that's that. Maybe, but I just don't see it happening. Um, maybe they all get killed by Vader, and it's a badass scene. That's that was one of my my biggest theories because, like, you know, Vader is going to be in this movie, which is a huge fucking deal. Voiced by James Earl Jones. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd ever see a new Star Wars movie with Darth Vader in it, like played by the original actor and everything, or, or voiced by anyway. But uh, he's still probably only going to have a very small role, small presence, just there, just for the atmosphere. But like, if they really want to create a really great set piece for the end of the movie, they need to make it where the Rogue One team has just gotten the Death Star plans. They have a team that's getting ready to send that information to the rebels and give it off to the ship and as they're trying to escape darth vader just comes out uses his force powers to just completely wreck and destroy all of them that's most likely what's going to happen yeah just oh that'd be so awesome or to like i just want a scene of like darth vader using the power of the force to like take down some x-wings and just like destroy them all in his wake maybe use his lightsaber in a cool way because i'd like the character to do more than just stand around and be awesome which you know i'll be happy with just that I really will. Just the fact that I am seeing this version of Darth Vader makes me really excited, but I really want to see something we've never seen the character do before, and this will be a perfect opportunity to make that happen. But I'm just as interested in all of the new characters. My favorite character is the new droid, uh, K2SO, who is just... He's got such dry wit, and I know that's like... So does C-3PO, but unlike C-3PO, K2SO is not a bitch. Like, he is a badass Imperial assassin droid, and just... You get to see a lot of shots in some of the trailers of him taking out troopers with, like, no prejudice whatsoever. He's completely emotionless and just seems like he's going to be a fun character. The, uh, I forgot the name of the character, but the, uh, the, uh, the blind guy. He just seems like he's just going to be, I guarantee he's going to be one of the most popular characters. Oh, uh, I call him Ip Man, you know, because yeah. he, he's the same guy that did all those Ip Man movies, mm-hmm. which are great, by the yeah. way. And, and the third one, he fights Mike Tyson, which makes no sense. But whatever. We don't get into that. I need to see that. Yeah, that fight Holy scene is shit. awesome. That sounds awesome. I think it's Ip Man, like IP space mm-hmm. M-A-N versus Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh, my God. 
It's it's in the third one. Mike Tyson's running some underground gang, you know, and then he eventually has to get there, and they fight, and they both yeah, have the, their uh, the 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 actor's name is Donnie Yen, and uh, God, he plays a character's name who I can't even pronounce it because it's Star Wars uh, Chirut Imwe. Because you got to have weird names in Star Wars, like that's still sort of Asiany though. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's definitely taking a lot of inspiration from that. Um, yeah. I mean, but you know, Jin Urso, Cassian Andor, Orson Krennic. Chirut Imwe, Galen Erso, K2SO, Baz Malbus, Saw Gerrera. <laughs> it's Forrest Whitaker's character, who is actually a character from the Star Wars Clone Wars series. So they're incorporating people from the Clone Wars TV show as well, which I think is really awesome. I would love to see some Star Wars Rebels characters show up, which I think would be great because it makes sense. It kind of takes place around the same time frame, even if they're not even in it. Like, let's just just mention the Ghost Crew or something, or vice versa. I just think that would be really cool. Just continue to bring this universe even closer together. We'll see. We we'll will. See. I, I'm pumped. I mean, it's definitely the movie I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, it sounds good. Well, I think that is our conclusion to this podcast, guys. Yes, we have reached conclusions. We have reached conclusions, and uh, you guys have made it through another one. We uh, rocked it out this time. This is a good podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. Very, very pumped. Corey, you want to take us out with your little lineage? Of course, of course. Thank you guys so much for watching the show today. I would just like to take a moment to thank Rogue Intel, our amazing network, for making this show possible. Thanks to them, we are able to say what we want and do what we want, and I would highly recommend that you support them out by going to rogueintel.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs. The holiday season is coming up, so that would be the perfect opportunity to do it. Not only would you be saving money, but you will actually be supporting the network and all of its shows. So make sure to check that out. Remember, you can check out the video version of our show on YouTube, but you can also listen to it at Rogue Intel. You can download the show for free at iTunes. Make sure to leave us your comments, your questions, and any topic ideas that you guys would like us to talk about. And I think that concludes today's show. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If it wasn't for you, we'd just be talking on microphones in a room for nobody. Yep. So thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, the Powerful Nerdcast is out.